Hello, hello! Welcome back to yet again one more episode here with me, your host, Dallin Hawes. It is always a pleasure to spend time with you today, and today is a Q&A episode. Every Saturday, Q&A, I answer your questions. If you have questions, put them in uh, the... There's a link in the description box below. You click that link, put in your... I think it's your email and your question. It shoots it straight over to me, and I answer them here on this show. And I can't answer all of them because I get lots of them, but the ones that I think are super good, I definitely answer here. And so today's gonna be a Q&A where we're gonna go over three questions that I got over the last weeks and months that I think are super, super helpful for you and really ebb and find the nuances of some great topics that we're gonna talk about today. So question number one, they say, hey, hi, great channel. I will be retiring on March with 20 years in March with 20 years of service under the law enforcement FERS. And I'm concerned because we're being told it's gonna to take six months to receive even a partial FERS check and up to 12 months to receive the full amount. Also, we are being told it may take up to six months to receive money from the TSP and just as long to receive your leave payout as well. I don't know many people that can survive six months with no pay. What can be done? Thank you. Okay, so this is a great question and honestly a concern of many, many people. So my first reaction is, hey, those timelines that um, this person has in their questions seem pretty darn long, okay? Now, are you going to get money right away? No, it's going to take some time, but those timelines that were in that question seem pretty long. So the first thing that generally happens is you get your leave payout for your, your lump sum payment for annual leave. That's generally the first thing that happens because that is processed by your agency with um, your last few things. So that generally happens in just a couple weeks, right? Could that be delayed? Yeah, I'm sure. But six months, I highly doubt it. I, I, I guess I haven't seen everything, so, but it could happen, right? I'm just saying, hey, that generally takes a couple, couple weeks and you're good to go. You get that. Now, your TSP. You generally have access to your TSP pretty darn quick. It generally doesn't take six months. Generally, it takes just a couple weeks as long as your agency has notified um, the TSP to say, hey, he's retired, then you can access it without any trouble. Now, one kind of loophole or thing to, that you could do if you might have some cash flow issues where you don't have enough money in the first months of retirement. Hey, if you're over 59 and a half and you're retiring, go ahead, before you retire, take what they call an in-service withdrawal. Basically, if you're over 59 and a half, then you can do this. Of course, you've got to pay taxes if it's a traditional TSP, but you can take a withdrawal and you have money ready to go before you retire. Because when you retire, there's a ton of paperwork and things that happen that people are processing, whether it's your agency, the TSP, OPM, where sometimes mistakes are made, things happen where money may not be in your bank account super, super soon. So having some with an in-service withdrawal before you retire can make a big, big um, difference. So again, the big thing to know is, hey, you generally have to be over 59 and a half while you're working to take a age-based in-service withdrawal. There's some other types, but that's the one that generally makes the most sense, okay? Now, when it comes to your pension and how long that takes, is it unheard of to take a full year to get your full pension? No, I mean, it's, it's happened and I've seen it. Um, it generally doesn't take that long. Normally, it's pretty quick. Um, and is there anything you can do about it? Well, not necessarily, other than fill out your application correctly, 
don't have mistakes, make sure you have all the documents, make sure you don't have to go you know, back and forth too many times with OPM. Or if you retire in a slower time of the year, that helps. If you, you know, retire, let's say December 31st with all the other feds that are retiring that time, it may take a little longer, right? So this question, I think, I, I doubt it's gonna take this long for you, but be prepared, have, a, have an emergency fund. Take an in-service withdrawal from your TSP if you're over 59 and a half before you retire. Find some ways so you have cash under your control so you're not liable for all the stuff that's going to happen. Because it's going to take time. And yes, will they pay back everything they missed for your pension? Yeah, they will. They'll, they'll pay back everything. Just a matter of when. Be prepared. Do the best you can. And things will work out. Okay, perfect. Question number two. They say, hey, first of all, I'd like to thank you for all the information you provide for us federal employees. You're very welcome. I constantly talk to everyone who will listen to me about your videos and everything I've learned, watch them. Okay, so their question is, my wife and I are both federal employees. Both are age 43 with an MRA of 57. I will have 36 years of federal service at 57, which means an immediate retirement. So I will carry the FEHB for both of us. My wife, however, will have 26 years of federal service at 57, which is when we both plan on retiring. How long does she have to postpone her pension so she doesn't have her pension reduced? Also, what else will she lose out on as far as benefits if she retires at 57? Her MRA, at her MRA with 26 years of federal service. Okay, perfect. So to summarize, they're both federal employees. They're in their 40s. Their MRA for both of them is 57. The husband is going to have more than 30 years at that point, but the wife won't. So, what's the difference? Um, what are the ramifications to think about? So, um, they're in a great spot because they're both federal employees. So, he will be able to keep the health insurance during that time, but she'll be able to retire at 57. But if she doesn't want to reduce pension, she's got to postpone her pension. And I've got a bunch of videos on postponed retirement. Check that out if you want more info. But she's got to postpone her pension until age 60. Okay, because she has more than 20 years, she can postpone her pension to age 60 to not get any reductions to her pension. During that time, between 57 and 60, however, she won't have health insurance, she won't have life insurance, so she won't have that coverage, but if she doesn't need it, for example, her husband, who's going to be retired, will be able to keep his health insurance because he, he is eligible for an immediate retirement, so that may not be a need, right? So in this case, it sounds like the situation might work out perfect. He's going to be able to cover her under his plan. And then when she starts her pension at 60, she can bring on FEHB if, they, if it makes sense for their plan. Probably does. Um, and they'll be able to go from there. So that's kind of how it works. And a postponed retirement is very, very different from a deferred retirement. In this case, the wife is eligible for a postponed retirement or will be at 57. So that'll work great but um, deferred again is not near as good as postponed. So definitely check out my videos on that if you have any more questions. Okay, question number three. They say, hey, my son will be receiving DAC, DAC benefits starting in September when my social security starts. He will be getting a good amount monthly, so I want to place some of it into something that will grow so that he will have it when his parents are no longer around. With him not working, can you still put money into a Roth IRA or something like it? Thanks. Okay, great question. And this will apply to you as you guys retire as federal employees when you're not necessarily earning W-2 income or maybe you don't, you're not running a business, you're retired, you have income, it's just not W-2 income, right? So his question is, hey, 
my son's not going to have, he's not going to be working, he's not going to have W-2 income or business income, can he still put money into a Roth IRA or a, a retirement account of some type? And the, the answer is no, you can't. You have to have earned income. And the definition of earned income is W-2 or business income. And if you don't have one of those, then you can't put money into retirement accounts. That's just kind of how the rules work at this point, right? So, for example, when you're retired, if you're not earning an income, then you wouldn't be able to put money into, for example, if you're separated from service, you can't put money into your TSP anymore, and you can't put money into retirement accounts, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, that sort of thing. So once you're retired, there's no more in, there's only out, right? And then at age 72, the government makes sure that you start taking money out of those accounts, except for a Roth IRA, which is not subject to RMDs, right? So those are the three questions for today. I hope that was helpful. Again, if you have any other questions, let me know in the description box below with the submission link where you can submit questions to be featured here on the next Q&A episode. And I hope you have an incredible weekend. If you're listening to this right as it, after it came out, it's Saturday. Have a great Sunday, and I'll see you next time.